Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always a price. Welcome to the greatest And welcome back to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. As always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G, welcoming you to this episode of the show, where tonight we're going to be talking about the Mad Monkeys film pick of the week, Bubba the Redneck Werewolf from 2014 and directed by Brendan Jackson Rogers. But before we start howling with laughter at the moon, I'm joined by the bold and the beautiful, the gold geek Keith. Yeah, you are. That's for sure, man. We definitely covering shit tonight. Welcome to <laughs> Talk right. Welcome, y'all. We're sponsored by NASCAR tonight and Bubba the Red Man Werewolf. Yeah, ooh, man. Yeah, get that shit. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of that later on in the show, I'm sure. <laughs> what you mean later on? <laughs> I said I got three more payments so I can buy that watch. That watch is mine, Bobby Joe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, Andy G. But of course. I'm going to try to. I'm going to try to if I just didn't lose my nuts in the Vietnam War. I'll tell you that much. Off of one testicle and two testicles. Lost them all. I ain't got no balls. It's a hard time. It's a hard time for us all on the show. But anyway, we're also joined by the psychotic singer himself, the man monkey. Yeah, funky with the monkey. Yes. Oh yeah, hey there, fried fans, <laughs> cool geeks and hall hounds. Like the king said, it is talking terror time, baby. Your favorite time of the week, screaming where your boo crew is making coming at you live every Wednesday night from nine to eleven p.m. But you know the deal, because all of our past episodes will always be available on iTunes and Spotify. Now be a good little ghoul to make sure you like and subscribe to Talking Terror on both Facebook and Instagram, baby. That's right. What is up, my fried family? Woo! <laughs> Get her done. Woo! Show me your teeth. <laughs> Pull out your boobies. Pull out your boobies. Want to see them? Want to see them baby makers? Hell yeah. Ain't nothing all over today, man. Family in a tornado in a trailer park. It's showing him Teddy's girl. Man, show me them titties. All right, put them on. Let me see them bounce from the right. back of my truck. No, not you, Mama. Put them away. Put it, Mama. Mama. God damn, Mama. You got to go to the club later. Save it for the club. You got to shake them money makers. All them people got to make rent this month, Mama. Can't be showing for free, Mama. You got to get them dollars. Got to afford the next ten on this double wide. Yeah, Unlike Kid Rock, some of us really are from the trailer. <laughs> you know, you know, yeah, Kid Rock came for fucking money. Was, yeah, I'm coming from the trailer. No, you're not, bitch. We know you come from a fucking You lying. You know, fucking... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm southern as they come, you Detroit motherfucker. 
<laughs> but he don't drink yeah, that blood light anymore, man. You know, you know that like blood yeah. light boys, they they for the gays, so we don't drink them no more. <laughs> like, do they even have a do they even have a name for like a poser <laughs> trailer park trash? <laughs> Does that yeah, even I don't even know if there's a name for that. <laughs> you have fake redneck. I don't know. <laughs> smokes Marlboros and and sends from the trailer park. I don't know. To be upset over a, a rainbow and a transgender person on a Bud Light can. No, he has too much time on his hands. Way too much. And then Travis. Well, there goes. He's pushing out hits no more. <laughs> yeah. no, when's the last time you heard from Kid Rock? I think that was like American Badass. No, back in no dude, man. No, he's t- no, he's putting out that you know easy rock shit now that people listen to like on the family friendly channels and crap. That that's where he's gone and like. You know, doing duets with country singers and shit like that. Oh, he did do that thing with Cheryl Crow. That's right. He did that that one time with Cheryl yeah, Crow. Yeah, but then, then he's done some other shit where, yeah, you know. Dude, wasn't that he, like, like fucking 12 years ago, that song with Cheryl Crow? It had Yeah, but been. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about uh, that. I'm talking about he's got some other shit that he's put out and shit, you know. Oh, like recently? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, because uh, I got to hear it on the... Oh, you you sure did. Because... 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 Get you real hot. <laughs> like the rednecks in the right. <laughs> <laughs> Drink my antifreeze. I smoke my moonshine. I do whatever I want, man. I'm a free man. Go me, go get me. Smoke your moon. <laughs> smoke your moonshine. What uh, the fuck? <laughs> I, heard, I heard that. <laughs> that's that transvestitism in that Bud Light, and that's why it's for the gays now. <laughs> oh. I don't care, man. She's looking pretty good. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Any port in the store, man. Woo! Hell yeah! Come on here. Yeah, and, and I'm boycotting NASCAR because all they do is turn left. It's like, no, man, those Republicans. He's like, when they gonna turn right for us Republicans? That's that's a bullshit right there, man. They only, only turn left. You know, fucking, fucking liberal racetracks. That's a bullshit. We're gonna boycott NASCAR, goddammit. You know that there's a redneck out there that's saying exactly that fucking same thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> They'll be turning right for America instead of turning left for the liberals. I don't like it anymore. I'm going to start my own racing league. We're only going to turn right. We're only going to turn right for Trump and Mr. Bush. It's like, okay, 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 Cletus. You can calm down. I ain't going to calm down. Who, Kurt Bush? Away, right. I don't like him no more. <laughs> he supports all the trans people now. I don't like him no more. Goodbye, Kurt Bush. I'm going to vote for somebody else now. Who we got? Oh, <laughs> uh, God bless the rednecks of America. Keeping it going. Um, so we're probably not going to be if Edward, by if, Ed, Edward, if Edward Hicks Young was an Escar fan. <laughs> I, I would hate to see that because he is not very good behind the wheel, apparently. So, <laughs> would not like to see that happen. Well, yes, when yeah. I played a race car driver in the movie you know, super-duper racer Jason X 55,000, 
I was, you know, one of the best punk rock racers you've ever seen. Oh, my God. It's like Edward <laughs> Jones right here with us. You know, guys, for sale, I can send you a copy for $10. If you just send it to me, I'll send you a copy. I'll even autograph it for you. It's a good movie, good director. Now, he likes Trump, and that's why I did the movie. Uh, you know, I don't know if you know this, but he's a Trump supporter, and we got to support the guy, right? Anyway, I'm going to get a movie next month, if you guys are interested. You want to interview me about that? No, we're, we're good. Are you sure? Yeah, no, we're good. All right, I'll be here if you need me. You got it. We're okay. I've... Right. I've been in 6,200 different movies in the last year, just so you know. <laughs> nobody going for Bolo Young's more. record. <laughs> yeah. yeah, nobody will cast that poor Santa old man <laughs> after he went on the fucking deep end. Yeah, unfortunately. Break not but, his um, back. So uh, I don't think we're going to be joined by the demonic dean tonight. I know he said that things went sideways at home. I don't know which way is up, but doesn't look like he might make it tonight, so I do have a couple things with horror news, but do you guys have anything you want to talk about before I get into what I compiled for tonight? Um, Monkey, what you got, I, I did want to ask uh, you, Ghoul, and King, did you, did you both get a chance to check out the Mario movie? Uh, I think the Ghoul did. I didn't yet. Oh, uh, you didn't get a chance to yet. I certainly have. Okay, so, so did it like you know without going into spoilers and all that kind of shit though? Did you come out happy from checking out this movie that we were, at least the king and I, <laughs> never gets old. <laughs> we're worried about whether or not it's going to deliver. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, listen, the movie made a lot of money over the past weekend, um, as as you know, oh. the, the box office huge speaks, um, huge bank, huge. Uh, it was a theater packed full of, of parents and their kids. Uh, it was actually quite nice to be in a theater literally filled. And when I say filled, there may have been like three empty seats, you know, like it was, it was really like a black house. And this was on a, a Thursday evening. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the, the three of us went, uh, me and the, uh, the two kids and, we all came away quite happy with the product that we watched. It's a brisk hour-and-a-half film. It nice. has, oh. if, if you've played from the Atari time up, you are going to see things in this movie that you're going to go, no shit, I get that. <laughs> no kidding, I, I know where that's oh. from. You know, and there are things that like, awesome. I brought up to younger people you know, like guys that I work with and stuff, and they were like, oh, no shit, I never even heard of that before. You know, so, so yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's heavily packed. It, it's a good time. You know, you guys will not come away disappointed. <clears throat> I'm going to go cool. it. Cool, really. man. Yeah, because you, you're supposed That's to check it out this weekend, right, King? No, not this weekend. My weekend is fucking packed, dude, because I have The Pope's Exorcist <laughs> this weekend and Renfield. So I have two movies uh, to check oh, out this weekend. okay. So. I don't – I'm going to try to see if I could fit in both this weekend, uh, like Renfield on Saturday and Pope's Exorcist on Sunday because Exorcist Sunday. Why not? <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> going to see a, a horror, religious horror movie on Sunday. But, no, I'm going to try to see both of those this weekend. I might actually go tomorrow because I know that uh, 
Pope's Exorcist opens tomorrow, so I might actually try to see if I can get mm-hmm. one of those. Um, and then Friday night, Renfield uh, too. There's a local, yeah, Renfield too. Yeah, so I don't know. Renfield might be a Saturday. Like I'm looking forward to seeing Renfield either way. But um, Friday at the local record store, they're having a listening party for 72 Seasons, the new Metallica album. I was like, so I'm going. So <laughs> I'm going to the local record store to a listening party to listen to the full album, uh, picking up the CD. Brand new Metallica. I can't fucking wait. So I was like, my Friday night you know, for my six to eight is covered. So I have just <laughs> enough time to get home for SmackDown. <laughs> and I was like, it's the fucking new Metallica. Right. Album. I can't miss that. Especially a listening party. I was like, I've never been to one. So I'm excited for it. I don't know what to expect, but I was very, like, it's going to be Very good. Oh, yeah. So, and, yeah, then, and then and also, uh, yeah. okay. And then uh, last thing, uh, Ghoul, I've, yeah, last weekend I did get to check out the new Dungeons & Dragons movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I give them a lot of credit. Uh, I, well, yeah, that's the thing is I was giving them a lot of credit because it's really hard to try and just introduce people to the world of Dungeons & Dragons straight off the bat, you know, because you're not just introducing characters, you're not introducing a team, you're introducing an entire fucking world, and they're trying to do it in two hours. And I thought they did a decent job. Tons of nods to the fans. Like, there is, like, it, like, because when it gets to the point where they're name-dropping shit and pulling up shit to where I don't even know what the fuck it is, even though, like, I've played the video games, I've played the actual classic game, grew up with, you know, cartoon and shit like that, where they're dropping shit to where they lose me, then I'm like, okay, nice job. You, for Thank you for doing your fucking homework. You know? <laughs> so, um, and I just, I, I, I just personally did not enjoy Chris Pine in the film because... Just, you don't like him, though. He just he, no. He annoys the fuck out of me as an actor, and just his character was kind of a bit whiny. But uh, yeah, but then Ghoul, yeah, I totally lost my shit the last half hour of the movie. Like I like was like nerdizing all over the fucking room <laughs> in the last <laughs> half hour of the movie when they dropped. You know, last half hour like is like yeah is awesome. <laughs> I uh you know I I agree. you know again I agree like I said I think it was a uh I think it's a movie that unlike let's say the Warcraft film which tried way too hard to just simply recreate the source material this movie mm-hmm. decided hey I can I can be my own thing I can introduce my own characters stay true to the lore and the world that they're going to be in and have a good time while doing it. Um, you know, I thought Chris Pine was fine, you know, as far as, far as what his character needed to do. Um, I thought the Paladin was the fucking best character in the damn movie because he was fucking hysterical. And like I said, you know, <laughs> there, there, are those, there are those little things that are going on in the movie, like, you know, somebody playing a role a little too hard. You know, and it's like, all right, man, you're you're really gonna be like a true hero, hero. You're gonna be a good guy, good guy, and that is what he is doing, and it's fucking <laughs> wonderful. Um, but yeah, yeah, that, that the, man, the man, alignment. Man, that a lot of fun. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Like it's it's like, damn, bro, like you really took the alignment class, huh? Um, 
But, yeah, like you said, you, you grew up watching the cartoon, so I'm sure you caught that little nod uh, to one of the other teams that was sitting there. Dude. <laughs> oh, I, I fucking lost my shit. I was like, wait, 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 is that? And I, I had to rewind it, and I was like, oh, my God. And everybody's favorite. You know, and I don't mean the Rubik's Cube, but everybody's favorite thing ends up popping up. Mm-hmm. You, know how much you, love, you know how much you love running into one of those during a fucking campaign. Because Man, it's when, when, the, when, truly, truly is. when it came up, I, I was like, holy shit, they went there. Like, you know, I'm like, like I'm literally like, you know, nerds and all over the place. And then I was like, oh, they did it. Like, oh, my God, they actually did it. <laughs> so. so, yeah, so I, I think they did a good job of opening <clears throat> the franchise up. You know, this is going to give them the mm-hmm. ability to now, if they want to make more movies using these characters, they can. The world is there. We know that they're taking place in the Forgotten Realms, which means, you know, like, I like the fact that we didn't get a Dritz to Warden cameo. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't see fucking Brunor and all these other characters that I already know from books and video games and stuff like that. But they exist in this universe. They exist in this realm. So at any point, we could yeah. get them now, you know? And, and that, I think, is kind of fun. I think it opens it up in, in, in a lot of fun ways. So, so yes, I, I did enjoy it indeed. And uh, and for, for us, you know, I would like to go see both those movies this weekend. I might go try to see one of them tomorrow. I'm not sure which. It would either be Renfield or Pope's Exorcist. But I do know for this weekend we are going to Monster Mania down in Maryland. So Nice. Oh, sweet. Enjoy. Have fun. Uh, yeah, we will. It's uh, Sammy's birthday present, and we are uh, heading down. Originally... We were going because, uh, you know, because she's become a hardcore Walking Dead fan and has been plowing. Ah. And when I mean plowing through the seasons, she has been plowing through the seasons. Um, She's almost done. I think she's in season 10 now, and it's only been like a month or so. Um, Oh, shit. Greg (laughs) Nicotero was originally supposed to be there. And uh, unfortunately, though, just uh, about a week or two ago, they did end up putting the notice up that he is postponing his uh, his no. showing. So, so we're still obviously going, and there are other other people to see. You know, Robin Lively is going to be there. So, Teen Witch herself. You know, Mac Miss Mac and really. Um, wow! Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Christina, Christina Ricci will be there. Uh, Princess That's is one of the characters too. from The Walking Dead that is there. Uh, I mean, I know everybody's going to be all kinds of fucking goo gaga. All the lines will be for the one and only William Shatner. Um, you all have Ooh, fun with oh, that. Shit. We're going to go visit. We're going to go visit everybody else. <laughs> You're not going to go see Shatner. I at half the price too. <laughs> I don't need Shatner. Yeah, I'd go see Shatner. But I heard he's not no, totally man, come on, person. He's a, a real quick guy. Like He's like, okay, here, here's your autograph, picture, great, get out of here. He's not a big talker. Oh, like, he's not like, yeah. I'm sure there's going to so, be a lot of people, yeah. so it's, it's going to be one of those where it's like, because uh, I, I know he also recently announced, like, I think, A, this is his first time ever doing Monster Mania, um, but then also, B, Probably. he recently announced that he's not going to be doing these much longer because, you know, they, they're saying he may have uh, some health problems, so. Yeah, he says that oh, he's dying man. Shit, so. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm old, I'm done. Wow. Yeah. 
Way, way no, to be he, gentle he, about that, King. Fuck. Well, that's what he said. Is, like, he actually did an interview where he's like, I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, on my way out. So I kind of want to do these things now and just get it done. So, like, that's from his mouth, not from me being a fatalist. Yeah, like, King's right. just saying. Yeah. Like, the reason I'm saying yeah. it is like, he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm just, you know, letting it be. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, I would love to meet Shadow, you know, just ask about Rescue 911. <laughs> Wouldn't be like, yeah, Star Trek, great. But Rescue 911, that fucking show ruled back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, bro, you were the so shit, TJ Hooker. I'd be like, yo, you're so cool as Han Solo, man. <laughs> yeah. Stargate's my favorite, bro. my favorite show ever. <laughs> yeah. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> yeah, that's like the same thing when they went to the one monster mini that Ric Flair was going to be at. And I saw his line, I was like, no thanks. I was awaiting that line. As much as I would love to meet with Flair, I was like, that line is insane. I was like, I'm not doing that. Woo! I'll just go meet everybody else. <laughs> just to get two seconds to be like, I love you, man. <laughs> like, All right. Woo! <laughs> that's it. But no, very cool. You know, I hope you get to meet the people that you want to meet. Because that's what I go to conventions for is to meet people, like to meet the stars. Like, I don't go there to just kind of go see the vendors. So for a convention to kind of reel me in has to be good. But Monster Mania is always a fun time. You know, Doug Hagen puts on a good show. So hopefully you guys have a good time. Yeah, he does. Um, you know, and, yeah, he does. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Oh. Yeah, I know. And, <clears throat> and then, of course, having the two movies, Pope's Exorcist and Renfield. I was kind of upset because I thought that, like, Renfield was going to be at the end of the month. So I'm like, all right, so I only have to watch Pope's Exorcist this week. And Renfield come out at the end of the month. I'm like, oh, fuck, that's the same weekend. Like, God damn it. <laughs> Here I go. All right, so I got to go see them both. And then Evil Dead Rise next week. I already got my ticket ball for Saturday next week. Nice. Oh, fucking oh wow. <laughs> Evil Dead motherfucking Rise. Like, they were, they're like, tickets are on sale now. And I went on my Regal app, and I was like, got the ticket. <laughs> I was like, because I don't know what the money situation is going to be like next week. Better buy the ticket now. So I could just sit there and then enjoy you know, Evil Dead Rise. I can't wait. I'm, I've been looking forward to this movie for so long. I'm like, can't wait to see it. Haven't watched any other trailers except for the first one. <laughs> I was like, I, you know, because they released a new one last week, and I was like, I'm not watching it. <laughs> I'm avoiding it as hard as I can because they're like, oh, it has new footage. I'm like, I don't want to see new footage. Just, I already know what's going to happen. So, I, yeah, hey, you already got me. I'm going. I don't want to see any more of it before. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's what they always oh, try to do to, to kind of entice people. Mm-hmm. No, I'm saying, don't yeah, say no more. Yeah, tra- no, I'm saying, yeah. trailers. they keep telling us too much. Yeah, I didn't bother watching whatever the latest trailer was. I've uh, I tried to avoid all that Avoided shit. Avoided it. <laughs> yeah. it was my, uh, my ticket's already like, bought. I don't want to see it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm already good. Um, all right. So with that being said, uh, let's get into some horror news. Um, so just when you didn't think the Amityville Horror IP could wear any thinner, let me tell you about Amityville Backpack, now being funded through uh-huh. Indiegogo. The project is being directed by Evan Jacobs. The plot follows a rather hapless dude who buys a backpack at a garage sale. When people around him turn up dead, he becomes to believe his new accessory may be to blame. Tracking its history, he discovers it has connections back to a haunted house in a small town called Amityville. And when I saw that, oh, I was like, okay, sake. so we are digging deep now. <laughs> We could just do whatever we want with Amityville. But then that fucking Stroke 9 song got stuck in my head. 
little black backpack. And I kept fucking humming that all day. Well, I was like, don't expect <laughs> to get my Amityville backpack now. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> this fucking song is stuck in my head. Thanks, Amityville backpack. That song has to be in the movie now. <laughs> but it's, it's amazing what they will do with that IP. Like, I, like we've said on the show before, like that IP is open for anybody. So you can literally do whatever you want with Amityville. And you can just call it that and make whatever movie you want. And now they're making Emmyville Backpack. So I kind of love it. It's just there's like 20 different movies in the Emmyville franchise that has nothing to do with the original property. It shows. And you're going to actually watch it because you're a glutton for punishment and you're a completionist. You're going to watch it. I, I am. I will because I've seen them all. <laughs> I will fucking watch it. It's all you have to do is put Emmyville on it and I'm in. Don't care what it is. I've seen Amityville Vibrator. I've seen Amityville Awakening. I, Amityville yeah, Death after House. you guys brought the Amityville after you guys brought a Vibrator, I looked that up. I was like, "What the hell's that?" And then I looked up. I was like, "Oh, all right, <laughs> it's a thing." Okay then, <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing. Um, so the next two things have to deal with one of our favorite people on the show, Rob Zombie. Uh, so. For the 20th anniversary of House of Thousand Corpses, a new Blu-ray has been released. Rob Zombie recorded a brand new commentary track that is a digital exclusive for the Blu-ray disc. There's two ways that you can hear it. Buy the Blu-ray and redeem the digital code that comes along with the disc, or the other option is to purchase it digitally through Voodoo, which will unlock the original new digital commentary for House of Thousand Corpses. So if you just want to hear his thoughts about a movie that came out 20 years ago that he directed and wrote, you can do it just digitally. So I thought that was a little interesting, you know, that he, he has new thoughts on that. But also, speaking about Mr. Zombie, he was interviewed by Entertainment Weekly and asked about further Firefly Clan movies, House of Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, Three from Hell. He stated that we'll probably see the last of them theatrically, but there may be some graphic novels in the future. He also stated that the Munsters experience was exhausting and it took him almost five years of nonstop pushing, so he does not expect to do another sequel to The Monsters in the near future. So we could all rest easy knowing that he has a one and done with The Monsters. And, yeah, I mean, I, I've talked about it on the show. I saw the movie. It wasn't good, and it, just, it was disappointing because this guy's always been pushing The Monsters about how he loved it so much, and he delivered what he delivered. So he probably saw the people didn't like it and said, you know what, I'm just not going to do another one. And that's okay. Just focus on music, man. I love Rob Zombie's music. <laughs> duty. If he wants to focus on music, he made I'm a not... duty movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but but the but the problem with this entire movie, the Munsters one anyway, was that the hardcore Rob Zombie fans were still backing it up, talking about how it was a great movie, and you know Rob Zombie is like one of the best fucking directors out there, and all that kind of shit, and it's like. Oh, come on, kids. Watch something older than 1995. All right? <laughs> There's a lot of good shit out there. Uh, <laughs> and Rob Zombie is not the end-all, be-all. I still never made it far into that movie, so I, I can't even really, <laughs> I can't well, even really comment on it. <laughs> you're watching you're that What, the Munsters film? Yep. Oh, yeah. I, I straight up refused to watch it. I saw the trailer, and I was like, oh, hell fucking no. <laughs> I, 
I mean, which is fine. I mean, that, that's, of course, warranted. But, like, when I watched it, I'm like, this guy is all about the monsters. He's always talked about how much he loves the monsters. So you would think that he would deliver yes. a movie that respected the property. And you would think he's going to make this great version of the monsters as he sees it. And he just made this version that just made no sense and it was just kind of dumb and just it didn't add up. Like, they don't even get to the fucking house until the end of the movie when it's over. It's like, okay. So I don't know if he was planning on making more movies, but the one that he made, it was just kind of dull. And everybody else said the same thing. Like, yeah. Like, you think if you love something so much that you would just deliver the best that you can, and he just kind of half-assed it. So it's kind of weird. You know, but, you know, I actually like How Southern Corpses. Like, I didn't like it when it first came out. I actually kind of grew onto it as I got older. Because I kind of just saw it as like a Texas Chainsaw ripoff, but I was like, it actually yep. is kind of fun in a lot of ways. Like, it's actually kind of just Satan! Satan! <laughs> you know? <laughs> you look like a Satan, huh? Such a stick your head in the fire if you thought you could see hell. But, you know, it's a fun movie. Like, it just. And I just, I prefer The Devil's Rejects, even with that fucking horrible ending, Set the Freebird. Where I'm like, oh, now he wants us to love these characters that just brutalize people throughout the entire movie, and you're supposed to be like, oh, I'm on their side now. <laughs> you know, it's like it's it, it's a bold choice, but I thought it was fucked. You know, and three from no, home, that's the hip- yeah, that's the hypocrisy. Don't you see that? That's what that's all about. It's hypocrisy. <laughs> You've been watching to kill people, but you still like them anyway. It's kind of like Mickey and Mallory. <laughs> Yeah, kind of. Just, I mean, I thought that Devil's Rejects did it better uh, than Oliver Stone did with Natural Born Killers, because I'm not really a big fan of that movie. But, like, did either oh, of you guys see Through from Hell, the third movie? Yeah, nope. I saw it in theaters when they did that fucking, when they did that, uh, that, that limited release yeah, thing that they did, that one night only shit. It was terrible. Like, it just, you can't do a movie without good hate. And to have him in the beginning of the movie where he's dying and he's just like, yeah, oh, man. Again, he'd give this weird, like, monologue and then he's done and he'd never see him again. Like, there never should have been a third movie. It should have been a prequel, if anything. And they should have done it back in, like, 2006, after 2005 when that movie was a hit. But he waited so long where it's like, now you have to replace Captain Spaulding. How can you do that? Richard Brake couldn't save it. And I love Richard Brake. <laughs> he, just, he just wasn't the one. I can make me love Three from Hell. And it's just, it was a weird, baffling movie. Um, like, how do you survive all those gunshots? Well, they just did. How about that? <laughs> okay. So, every shot missed uh, all of the vital organs. <laughs> yeah, somehow they did. Somehow they did. No um, one, and not a single one of them was going for a headshot. <laughs> they're crazy. That's why. Insanity helps you yeah, live. They, they all got hit by different things. It was it was amazing because they even show you in the movie like how their bodies got hit by the bullets and like there's no way they could have survived, but yet there they are. They're fine. Um, so switching gears from Rob Zombie, we have the announcement of American Horror Story 12, which will be coming this summer, uh, 2023. While there's no details yet in the theme, which has been called quote unquote delicate. I can tell you that Kim Kardashian and Emma Roberts are expected to star. So this might be the Yay. death note for American Horror Story. <laughs> might be, this might be the one where they go out on because the Internet is definitely yeah. divided on whether or not they like the fact that Kim Kardashian 
is going to be in American Horror Story. I don't mind it. I really don't care. <laughs> like, I was like, okay, fine. Like, I, I don't have an opinion either way about Kim Kardashian, but just make it a good season because NYC was good. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with 12. I don't know what you guys think, but I just really don't have an opinion about Kim Kardashian. <laughs> I, I'm neutral about it. Uh, the diva's the one that watches those, not not me. <laughs> I, uh, you know, we uh, we have not we have not gotten to New York City yet. Um, you know, we uh, we stopped during that whole alien invasion fucking double throwback shit that they did during Double Feature. Uh, just it bored the shit out of me, and I know eventually we'll, yeah, yeah. we'll plug it back in and, and finish it off, uh, and then watch NYC. Uh, as far as this goes. I mean, listen, you know, uh, obviously I'm not a Kim K fan, you know, as, like, that goes, but nor am I a hater. I, I really couldn't care less. I mean, you know, she uh, she's not my type as far as, like, what I like to look at, only because, you know, she's just a lot of plastic surgery. But she does have a big old ass, so I don't mind seeing that. <laughs> so she got a big no, fat juicy booty, man. You know, and I would fucking, I would spend a couple of days up in that fucking shit pipe. Yeah, see, I, I've never been a, uh, I've never been a big uh, Kim Kardashian fan, but I think I like her sister Chloe a little bit more. It's because I think, you know, she's a little bit thicker, you know, a little bit more to work with, a little bit bigger, you know, but uh, I just, I never really had an opinion about them. Like, I've never, I don't hate on the fact that they have success. Like, they found success in reality TV. They found success with their, their dress shops in Hollywood. Like, I don't understand why people are like, oh, fuck them. Who cares? It's just because you don't have the fame that they have. So, that's why I said I don't really I don't hate on them for having success. Obviously, I think jealousy is a, part, is a part of it, but I think also a lot of people are just like, I don't know. You know the whole thing that kind of kicked it all off for her was a sex tape. You know, so... so, so for just playing. Like, yeah, I mean, you know what? She she had it. She put it out there. She capitalized on it, and she made money in bank. And you know, everything else they've done since then, though, that's on them, man. And you know, reality TV, fucking, you know, businesses, clothing lines, they took minimal amount of success that they were getting and fucking blew that up themselves. So I give them a lot of a lot of props on that. Yeah, that's that's what I'm. You know, I agree. Like, I, I have no problem. I know a lot of people like to hate on them, but I don't know why. It's jealousy, I guess, you know, where it's, you know, they have what you don't have, so you're going to be jealous and you're going to hate on them for it. But, I mean, as far as an actress, I've never seen her acting in anything except for reality TV. So, you know, she could be good, she could be bad. Like, the, the season of American Horror Story with uh, Lady fucking Gaga, I hated that season, Hotel, because I just didn't think Lady Gaga was that good. Um, I was like, she's all right. Now she's going to be in uh, Joker 2, Follow You Do, and pictures are being released from that. I'm like, mm, all right. So that's what we're doing. You know, so yeah. it's going to be a musical. <laughs> like, they've released a lot of set photos. And I'm like, oh, that's fine, I guess. I didn't know yeah. that. Oh, I didn't yeah, know that no, there's been a lot of set photos released. No, but um, I didn't realize they were going for a musical. It's only been oh, saying that since they announced it. <laughs> yeah, could be. Where are they, you during from some day of our one. conversations, Monkey? <laughs> I think it just zones out at a certain point. Huh? <laughs> 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 
Yeah, so it's going to be musical. I mean, they, they've released some set photos of what, uh, you know, what Keen looks like and then Lady Gaga. I mean, I don't mind it. I think the biggest twist, you know, that they're doing, I'm not going to say it because I don't want to spoil it for you guys, but we'll see when the movie comes out. But, you know, I'm, I'm okay. I'm just not a big Lady Gaga fan, so I think, you know, Margot Robbie is my Harley Quinn. So I don't want to be that guy going, not my Harley Quinn, but it could be fun. You know, it could just... <laughs> have to wait until next year well, to see what happens. Also, it, it's just, you know, I don't think they're going to be able to, like, you know, capture just that energy that was in the first movie. It's just the Agreed. unique ride that it was, you know, and bringing it in there and totally fucking with your head the entire time, and you'd be like, holy shit, I, I had a great time with this. I don't, I don't think it's they're going to be able to do that again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, what do you think about that, goal? Because I think Joker's a one-off. I don't think he can make a sequel. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to look at this less as a sequel and more as just another standalone issue. If that makes sense, okay. you know what I mean? Like, kind of like, yeah. uh, I guess, yeah. another I, one I guess shot. a one-shot. Or let's say a one-shot. Or like, yeah. even, let's say a graphic novel. You know, this is just another variation almost American Horror Story style, where it's like, you know, we're using the same actor, we're going to use the, some of the same principles, but we're going to give it to you a little bit different this season. Um, I, I'm i kind of interested in what they're going to do as far as this whole music thing goes. As far as Gaga, as, as, as Carly Quinn, I think she brings a different energy than Margot Robbie does. Um, I think we're going to get more of a... Uh, an intense sexual relationship between the two of them, even if it's not necessarily sexual. Uh, if that mm-hmm. kind of makes sense, whereas like obviously you know like yeah. the Margot Robbie is the is the fucking I'm fucking bananas and I'm out of my mind, but I'm still a good guy kind of fucking thing. You know what I mean? So so maybe with at least this one we can get the villain that Harley Quinn is. Yeah. <clears throat> I wouldn't mind seeing that. I mean I, I think that James Gunn really brought out the energy for her in Suicide Squad. You know, Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. Because previously, like, in the uh, the Birds of Prey movie, she was good, but I didn't feel like she was good enough until Suicide Squad, where I felt like he really tapped into Harley Quinn as a character. You know, where she's fucking the guy, and she shoots him because he's like, I want to kill a bunch of kids. And she's like, see, I can't do that. You can't kill a bunch of kids. Like, I'm totally against it. <laughs> I just fucking shoot them point blank in the heart. I was like, it's just, it was such mm-hmm. a fun scene. Um, just, you know... I just thought that she really had that. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what she does with the character because I would love, like, what you had said, Ghoul, just kind of have this dark kind of sexual tension between the two, and she's a lot more sadistic, um, you know, than we've seen previously with Margot Robbie. So I'm willing to give it a chance. I mean, I, I love Joker, Joaquin Phoenix, so I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with Joker 2. I know it's a musical. I'm already going in knowing it's a musical, so my ticket's already, like, kind of halfway bought. Um, but... I also wanted to update you guys and let you know that production has officially started on Maxine, the third film in the X series from director Ty West. The film will follow the further exploits of Maxine Minx, played by Mia Goth from X, and her adventures in 1985 Hollywood. Um, And I know that the dean had previously said that Kevin Bacon and Halsey and a bunch of people have been attached. So it's officially under production 
and also announced Mia Goth has been cast in upcoming Blade reboot for Marvel, but no word as to what character she'll be sinking her teeth into. So we'll have to see what character she ends up playing. Um, but Mia Goth continuing her, her trek through Hollywood and getting these roles. And I'm a Mia Goth fan, um, you know, from X to Pearl to Infinity Pool. So I'm really looking forward to Maxine and also what she does in the Blade movie. So it could be fun. Um, if, if they're listening, hey, so, you know, which I doubt, um, fucking Lilith. That's who I see fucking Mia Goth play. I see Mia Goth play playing Lilith. Have you checked out Infinity Pool yet, Ghoul? No, no, I have not. Uh, again, I've just between work and basically fucking looking for the car lately. Like, I've just kind of been very laser focused okay. on that kind of stuff. I, I've not really been watching much as far as like films and shit. All right. Well, let me know when you do, because I, I would really love to hear your thoughts on Infinity Pool. So I think it might really be up your alley. Um, you know, like I said, I'm a huge fan of Mia Goth and Alexander Skarsgård, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. So when you do, let me know. Um, but this is something I wanted to talk about as well, because um, it was announced today that HBO Max will officially become known as Max next month. That's with the merger with Disney, uh, Discovery Plus. And they decided today via deadline to give a breakdown of the tiers that are going to be available. So you have Max Ad Light, which is going to be $9.99 a month, versus $99.99 a year. It includes two concurrent streams, 1080p HD resolution, no offline downloads, 5.1 surround sound quality. And then you can go to tier two, max ad free, $15.99 a month or $149.99 a year. Two concurrent streams, 1080p HD, up to 30 offline downloads, 5.1 surround sound quality. Or if you want to go for the big game, you go for Max Ultimate ad-free, which is $19.99 a month or $199.99 a year. Four concurrent streams, <laughs> up to 4K Ultra HD resolutions, 100 offline downloads, and Dolby Atmos sound quality. So that is what they are doing with their tiers over at Max, which officially becomes Good available next month. <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, they are they're separating from HBO. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, that's why it's not HBO Max anymore. So that now means that all the HBO series that are currently on HBO Max will now be on whatever the HBO streaming service will be, which will probably just be HBO. Uh, I don't know, because as of right now, besides the Gremlin series, what else are they like throwing out as far as exclusives go? As far as I know, the only other exclusive that they're throwing out there is the It prequel, which is going to be coming to Max in 2024, which has uh, Taylor Page, Jovan Adepepo, James Remar, and Chris Chalk. No word on whether or not we're going to have Skarsgård show up, but they're saying that he's not for the It prequel. So it's going to take place before all the events of It. So that is going to be an It sequel. And there's also, now that you mentioned uh, exclusive. I have another one. Um, that's going to be Peter Safran developing a drama series based on the Conjuring series. That's going to be a Max exclusive. Uh, the series is set to continue the story established in the feature film Conjuring movies. So those are going to be the other two that I could find as of right now. They're going to be Max exclusives coming in 2024. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I already have too many streaming services. 
and I have zero interest in, in any of these fucking, especially when you start throwing out this fucking multi-tier bullshit. Just fucking put out what you got. Put it out at the fucking best ability that you feel that you can fucking do. And that's that. I mean, enough is enough with this shit. You know, I literally went through my fucking finances the other day. And, you know, I don't know. On on my end alone, I have like seven that I'm taking care of, you know. And I know that the cool girl takes care of our Hulu. And, you know, I know I know there are other services that are in other other hands. So, and that's so that we have HBO Max is one of them. Um you know, so so no, I'm good. Thanks. They would need to have they need to have something <laughs> that's like major for me to fucking go to it. Yeah, yeah especially when I like, have you know. Uh, yeah. Oh, go ahead, King. I was gonna say because currently I have HBO Max for free because I have HBO as part of my cable package, so Max is free. So I'm sure they're gonna cancel that next month. So I'm not gonna pay for another service. I I just have Shutter. <laughs> it's the only streaming service I subscribe to. <laughs> Um, but what are you going to say, Monkey? Peacock. <laughs> well, Peacock is yeah, free, too, but, but a package. Oh, okay. But, yeah, it's I like, you know, like we were always saying, though, <clears throat> this is a time where it's like, if anything, again, it's like because of the way the market's going, the inflation and all that kind of stuff, you know, that's when people should be looking at consolidating things instead of, you know, trying to break things apart and try and get more streaming out of stuff because you're just going to lose, lose people, man. <laughs> There's just too many out there. There's just too many yeah. streaming services out there, you know, where people are going to eventually be like, I don't fucking need this. I'm just going to go back to cable. You know, then there's going to be a max exodus towards cable. You know I mean? Who knows? You know, there's just too much. So like the, the goal you just said, you're paying for seven, seven streaming services. Like, no, then, you know, the don't, get, don't get me wrong. You're talking about, you know, four ninety nine here, five ninety nine there. They're True. not expensive, True. you know, yeah. but, but they, they do add up, and I'm sorry, but if Max, okay, is uh, and every fucking time I'm saying this now, the first thing that's coming to my fucking mind is that fucking god-awful Nickelodeon kids show, Max and Ruby, in which the fucking, it's like this, I, I forget what kind of fucking animals they are, but, like, it's this, this older sister and her fucking little shit baby brother, and all this bitch does is yell at him all the time. She's just like, Max, stop doing that. Max, you shouldn't be in there. And, like, the kid's just being a kid, bitch. Like, leave him alone. <coughs> but, you know, my, my yeah. whole point is, man, like, all these the other annoying ass rabbit. have, like, that's, yeah, that, that's what they were. Um... You know, these other things have exclusive things that, that I really require. Like, you know, obviously I do Peacock only because we do the pay-per-views. You know, I have Paramount Plus because there's a number of shows on there that I watch. Uh, we just finished up Tulsa King, and we enjoyed it. Uh, we got another season coming of that. Um, you know, HBO Max, I mean, again, mostly that was for the House of the – it's mostly for the HBO series. It's not for anything that fucking Max has got, that's for sure. So, so coming in hot with a nine ninety nine as your lowest fucking price, you know, price point. Yeah, see you later, dude. It's through the year at that point. <laughs> yeah, and, it's, it's, and especially know, it's like you know if, if if Max wants to get you know Cinemax wants to get people back, they need to go back to like the eighties and nineties, you know, where past ten o'clock, you know what it was, you know, and because. 
say no one puts that kind of shit out there anymore. <laughs> oh, that's not true. If, oh, if you, well, you have access that. to HBO Max, there's after hours. There's an after hours section on there where you can watch your favorite skin of Max shit. Oh, really? See, they took that away. I hated that. They took that away. Oh, Alexa, stop. Obviously, me talking about HBO Max triggered my Alexa to, to then tell me stuff about it. <laughs> no, we're good. Thank you, Alexa. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was saying they took away HBO After Dark. You know, no more of that. No more Cinemax After Dark. They took it all away. They're like, nobody's watching us anymore. I was like, I was. <laughs> I was so a fan. <laughs> One o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah, on HBO. <laughs> Taxi Cab Confession. <laughs> Hell yeah, I love that show. Oh, it's not that he's trying to But see, the thing is this, too, though. With, with the Internet, why am I going to bother watching something that's only going to, like, titillate me and tease me with, like, a little bit of a nipple? Or, oh, is that her vagina? You know, or no, is it just a blurry shot? You know, no, I can full-on just fucking log into, like, XNXX and be like, yo, I want to see fucking, you know, I don't know. Any kind of fucking, you know, old lady sucking off a fucking bear, and they'll have a video there for <laughs> it. <laughs> you go on those videos, they have the fake taxi videos. You ever seen those, the fake taxis? Oh, uh, yeah, there's a whole fucking series for that, man. <laughs> yep. They have the female fake taxis where it's like the woman driver, she's like, oh, you have a pretty nice cock. He's like, you think so? Let's go fuck. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Like, you know, it's it just so happens, videos. too, though. Every fucking time, it's just, you know, the, the guy just happens to have, like, a fucking 10-inch fucking schlong, and he's super thick, and, oh, I've only seen him in, like, you know, 40 other fucking porns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like, that's the happy kind of holiday. He's definitely thick and right. <laughs> yeah. You know, or the, the, like, yeah, this is, the one videos that they had, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the happy tugs in the fucking time. massage parlor ones, you know, where it's like, oh, yeah, it's supposed to be, <laughs> yeah. a, you know, this is all a real video, you know, we took these using secret crammers. And I'm like, bitch, I know fucking that, dude. I've seen them before. <laughs> I've seen his cock. That's not Ooh, a random <laughs> The things you find in the next videos. Um, okay, so. I just watched him fuck his stepdaughter last week. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm stuck in the laundry machine again. Can you help me out? What's that? <laughs> oh, no, I'm caught in the window. Oh, oh big brother. That you're kicking <laughs> me, get it out. What do you mean you've never no, had sex I like before? It. I could show you how it's done. <laughs> I love the scenarios. Like, half of them is just fun to see the scenarios. Really like the sex therapy videos where they're like, we're going to go see a sex therapist. She's like, take out your dick. I'll suck it. <laughs> He's like, Babe, is it okay? And she's like, I guess. I'm going to learn. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this is okay. I'm learning. She's like, see how I'm doing this? See, you need to do that too. She's like, okay. <laughs> I just, I want to look at this, but... <laughs> now you Mom, try. Mom, stop looking at me. <laughs> suck it to suck it tell. What? <laughs> so... Um, Radio Silence, the team between, uh, behind Screen 5, 6, and Ready or Not, will direct an untitled monster thriller for Universal Studios. Deadline reports, in the vein of the studio's recent hits like The Invisible Man and the upcoming Renfield, this untitled monster thriller provides a unique take on legendary monster lore and will represent a fresh new direction for how to celebrate these classic characters. 
Universal monster films are rooted in the horror genre with no restrictions on budget, rating, or genre. They are not part of a shared interconnected universe, which is allowing each film to stand on its own. This new direction is filmmaker-driven, inviting innovative filmmakers with original, bold ideas for these characters to develop the stories and pitch them. So it looks like Universal is trying to get back into the Universal universe, the monster universe that we've been talking about. And it looks like uh, Radio Silence is doing the first one. So, you know, it could be anything from Frankenstein to Dracula to Mummy, you know, because I think they're banking on Renfield kind of making some dough. So they're going to see if that can get some traction and, and make this uh, dark universe happen again. I mean, I, I think Renfield, I think it, I, I think they should slow down just a little bit. You know what I mean? I, 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 I agree. The, er, the early buzz on Renfield is good, but it doesn't necessarily mean Mixed. box office. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately for, for Renfield, you are going to be coming into the second weekend of the Mario movie and the third mm-hmm. weekend, I believe, of John Wick 4. Um, yeah, or it could be the fourth. I'm not sure. Uh, I think it's the fourth. That you probably don't have to worry so much about. But I think the Mario movie is going to obviously carry the box office again this weekend, probably followed by by Renfield maybe at that point. But if not, then it's it's Wick Four and then then Renfield. Yeah, I would I would definitely see it in the top five. Um, I'm just not sure where I would place it. Maybe three or four uh, opening weekend. You know, if I had to kind of wager a guess, but, you know, we'll see. I, I definitely don't think it's going to beat Mario. I think Mario is going to stay in that first place for at least a little while. You know, I can't it's see anything It's going to hold up for that. at least two weeks. They, uh, yeah. They, yeah. they made a deal, which I'm sure now they're probably like, ew. Uh, but I guess it's going to work out for them anyway. But I think it's only a 45-day, like, exclusive movie theater uh, film. Then it's going to mm-hmm. be on Peacock. Um yeah, which is I'm looking you know, and that was that was part of the initial deal anyway. But that works out for them because the new Guardians film will be coming out right around the time that this, this gets on on streaming. So, yeah, really fucking looking forward to that too. <laughs> I've been trying to avoid all the extra TV ads that they're showing for Guardians. I'm like, I, I don't want to see extra footage. Like I said about Evil Dead Rise, I'm like, I, I saw the trailer, I'm into it. You know, don't show me anything new. So. Every single time it comes on, I have to change the channel. I don't want to see anything mm-hmm. new, you know, of Volume 3. I just kind of want to go in fresh. May 5th is right around the corner. I can't wait to see it. Like, I, I'm already <laughs> bringing the tissues with me. I know it's going to be one where I'm going to get a little misty because I know it's the, the send-off to the Guardians, as we know, you know, with Volume 3. So really looking forward to seeing what to do with that. Um, but as you mentioned, Ghoul, uh, John Wick, in the waking of the four John Wick movies, the Wikiverse is set to expand with a spinoff series called The Continental. The series will premiere on Peacock in September, and it's been said that the three-part event series will explore the origins behind the iconic hotel for assassins through the eyes and actions of a young Winston Scott as he's dragged into the hellscape of 1970s New York City to face a past he never thought he left behind. So, you know, with that kind of byline, I was kind of excited for it because anything 1970s New York I'm in for so I might actually have to check this out because it seems kind of cool, but we'll see. You know, it's not going to be Keanu Reeves. It's going to be a spinoff, and I think they have another one planned too. So, But like I said, anything 1970s New York, count me in. Because I've actually yeah, just rewatched I, the uh, 
Yeah. Good. No, no, go ahead. What did you rewatch? I was going to say, I rewatched the uh, Son of Sam docuseries on Netflix, uh, Descent in the Darkness. And I started uh, reading the book again of uh, The Search for the Sons of Sam. And I was like, dude, fucking 1970s New York. <laughs> I wish I could have been there. Like, you know, it's just dirty. It's hot. Like, you know, it's the 42nd Street with all the theaters. Like, it's, it was a vibe. It was a time that you can never get back. Um, but, yeah, anyway, what are you going to say, Gould? I, I was just going to say the uh, – yeah, as far as, like, the, the Wick stuff goes, I think the other thing is going to be – maybe it was called, like, Butterfly or something like that. It's it's basically going to mm-hmm. focus on the, like, the Russian ballerinas. Uh, and I believe yeah. Anna yeah. de Armas is actually going to be the uh, – is starring in it. So, and I like yeah. looking at her. So I'm, I'm good, with, good with that, man. She's cute. Uh, but, but yeah, as far as like the, the Wikiverse goes, yeah. I mean, I, I don't mind them exploring it further, you know, like let's, let's see something more than what we've seen with just, you know, with, with the John Wick films. Yeah. There's a whole lot of stories to tell. And especially if you take it back, I think it'd be really fun. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, but also there's a Stranger Things animated series that's being developed by Eric Robles and Flying Bark Productions for Netflix. The Duffer Brothers reported as saying, we've always dreamed of an animated Stranger Things in the vein of the Saturday morning cartoons that we grew up loving, and to see this dream realized has been absolutely thrilling. They continue to say, we couldn't be more blown away by what Eric Robles and his team have come up with. The scripts and artwork are incredible, and we can't wait to share more with you. The adventure continues. Because not only that, but they've also planned another spin-off series for Stranger Things that's going to be live action as we get ready for the final season uh, to premiere, I'm sure, probably next year or 2025. But an animated series could be fun, especially as a way of talking about it with like a Saturday morning cartoon vibe. I'm kind of enjoying that. Yeah, is it going to be like Punky Brewster and have like a, a little <laughs> troll <laughs> creature? I mean, have not seen that. <laughs> yeah, they did have a, a, a cartoon of Punky Brewster, but have you guys ever seen that one episode of Punky Brewster called The Perils of Punky, which is a fucking horror movie? <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, I'm sure, I so, watched all of them. I was a, I was a big Punky Brewster fan. She went to the cave with her friends, and they all started dying, and they started appearing to her as ghosts and shit. Like, I remember that episode from when I was a kid, and I saw on YouTube, I'm like, oh, shit, that's right. They had a horror movie in Punky. <laughs> and then they did a cartoon yeah. version that was, like, kind of cute. <laughs> I was like, okay, this can't be the fucking live-action version. Well, the nightmare. cartoon version of Punky Brewster, they, like, added in, like, this magical creature or whatever. Yeah, yeah that, that weird-ass, like, mm-hmm. little thing. Yeah, it went around. Puzzles were a Saturday morning cartoon. It was a little puzzle puzzle thing. I know how magical that was. Probably more like Frank Oz. That was just like the fucking little fucking. No odds are it's probably Howie Mandel from the Black Cauldron. Oh, Howie Mandel. Yeah. Oh, you you mean Gergi? But the councils and the councils and mouses are massive. The mouses. Well, and that little fucking commit suicide. So speaking of Howie Mandel and all that, um, did you guys get a chance to watch the, the new trailer for the Gremlins animated series coming out on HBO Max? I should. Well, no, that's yeah. not HBO Max. That's going to be on Max. 
Max, what did you guys think about it? Was not happy with the artwork. I'm definitely not going to be watching this thing. <laughs> artwork looks hard. <laughs> uh, so, therefore, it doesn't matter what storyline is, but you sit there and give me something that looks that bad. There's no way in hell I'm fucking watching that thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. What do you think about it? Uh, yeah, I think they made a choice with it. I, I'm i not an artist like Monkey, so I'm not as critical uh, on that kind of stuff. I, I make stick figures that look bad. Um, so like, I, I just found like, you know, like, okay, I'm trying to figure out like, is, I'm guessing this is going to be a prequel series where it's taking place yeah. before Gremlins as we yeah. know it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, so yeah, I think it looks interesting, but it doesn't look interesting enough for me to fucking pay nine ninety nine a month extra for it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, you know, like you had said, Ghoul, like, I'm not an animator. Like, I don't pick on things like, you know, the monkey does where he picks up on things and he's like, I don't like it. Um, I didn't mind it, but at the same time, like, the kid calls, you know, the Mogwai Gizmo, and I was like, isn't that what Zach Galligan called him in the movie? He's like, I'm going to call him Gizmo. So how would he well, know Gizmo about tells that? Him. <laughs> Gizmo tells him that his name is Gizmo. Yeah. Yeah, but didn't Zach Galligan in that name? So how is that a prequel? Yeah, like, I was so confused. No, no, the, the dad, no, the dad gave him that name. The, the dad, dad gave him that name. name. So, but it's a prequel. So because of all the little gizmos that he makes. Is it? Is, right. it about, so, is that confirmed that it's a prequel? That's the thing is, said, is yeah, I do know that I do know that Zach Galligan is doing a voice in it. He, yeah, I saw that in the credits. So. It just seems weird that it would be a prequel where they're like, oh, obviously this Mogwai is Gizmo. I was like, yeah, but that, that was his name given to him in the 84 movie. So I don't know why it was in that movie. I mean, I didn't Maybe mind the told the dad his much. name. That could be it too. But they're like, well, he doesn't know how to talk, you know, and he just kind of gibbers like things. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I didn't mind it. I didn't hate it. But, yeah, I'm not paying that 99 a month to watch it. <laughs> If my HBO Max gets taken away, yeah, sorry. I'll just have to get word of mouth by it. Because I'm not paying to watch it. So, And obviously the monkey, you're we, we know exactly <laughs> what you're going to do. <laughs> you're going to go to the monkey's house to watch it. Yep, that's right. <laughs> I'll find somebody who has it. Um, and my last thing that I wanted to go out on tonight before we get into the movie, uh, there's a new movie coming out called Oregon Trail. And that's on the way from director Michael Patrick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the film finds a young Sorry. Abigail. <laughs> yep. So the film finds a young Abigail Archer friendless and alone in a brutal Montana winter during the 1870s, fighting for survival and to retrieve her one earthly possession, her family's horse, from a gang of bloodthirsty bandits. And yeah, just like you said, Ghoul, who's going to die this and Jerry? <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. I know I did all the time. But, Every time, every fucking time I died. I never got enough supplies. I was always, I could never make it across a river. You know, the ox died. Oh, man, yeah, always losing a fucking wagon wheel trying to cross the fucking river. <laughs> Did anybody actually fucking win Oregon Trail? Because I never met anybody that actually beat it. Nobody I knew you know, beat I it never, back in the day. I never owned it. So, like, the only time I ever got to play it was either I was, like, cool. at a friend's house that had a computer or if I was at school. So I really never had enough time yeah. 
I think, to, like, really sink in and, and really play it. And, like, I know they released, I think, a version of it for Xbox or whatever, but, like, I'm not getting that. I play cool games <laughs> on my Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> there are free versions online to play, too. Like, you know, the, really? the, 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 there are free versions. Yeah, yeah, that are totally legal, that are done through Oregon Trail, <laughs> like, where you can actually uh, play the old school version online for free. Yeah, I I, yeah, never, get like, I played it. it in school all the time. You know, you get the little disc, and you sit there and you play it. I never could fucking beat it, because I died in, like, the first day. So I just never bought enough stuff, and they're like, oh, that guy died from starving, and that guy died from dysentery, and you go across the river in your ox drown. <laughs> I never met anybody that was like, I beat it. I beat Oregon Trail, and I won it. Nobody Fuck did it. Oxen. <laughs> Everybody was like, fuck <laughs> this game. I guess but, the goal yeah, was what? Did anybody day. ever make it to Oregon? I don't think anybody did. I never met anybody that fucking got to Oregon. They were always like, oh, I spent yeah, I money never... on this. And like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, one time I made it halfway. That was it. <laughs> that was the furthest I got. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you get killed by a fucking bunch of marauders or something like that. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, God damn, I just want to get through this game once. Nope. Never did. As many times I played in the school. I never played it outside of school. I was always in school, and I never got past anything. On oh, Apple II like computers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Black screen, green graphics. Oh, it was great. Yep, mo- oh, yep monochrome <laughs> monitors <laughs> with the big, yeah. big, chunky keyboards that were clacka, clacka, clacka. Oh, yeah. I try to explain to my kids, like, how, how easy they have it. You know what I mean? Because, like, back, back yeah. when we were, and not even just, not to sound like the whole, like, ooh, I used to fucking shovel the snow for, like, you know, 18 hours and walk to fucking school <laughs> for 50 miles a day. But, no, like, realistically, like, computer class back in, like, fucking 80s was, like, literally going mm-hmm. into class for 45 fucking minutes and just typing line after line after line after line of fucking code for this program called code. Turtle. So yep. you fucking spend 45 <laughs> minutes, and maybe it draws a smiley face. Like, there wasn't even a fucking real turtle. It was like a triangle. And the fucking teacher would be like, oh, see, there's the turtle, and it's going to draw the picture now. And all it would take is, like, one fucking little bit of that code being wrong, and, like, it's just, like, fail. And it's like, man, I just spent 45 fucking minutes doing this, and it didn't do shit. Yeah. <laughs> C semicolon slash slash L thirty two dash R fifteen. And the teacher always made it seem like it was so fucking easy. I'm like, well, if it's so easy, you can fucking do it. Like, I don't get this. I don't understand coding. Like, I'm fucking three years old. Like, you know, sitting in front of those computers. Like, I needed it. Especially like typing class and shit like that, where you had to fucking type something, and then you have to print out with the fucking ripped off size on the side. <laughs> oh, they the make you, and the teachers oh, the dot matrix. How your hand, and how your hand position is the whole time, and oh, don't just mm-hmm. use fingers, you know. Keep your hands in one spot and fucking, oh, you know, reach right. over to do all that. And I'm always like, yo, my fucking fingers are stubby, bitch. Like, don't reach. My pinky don't go that <laughs> Even far. To this day, yeah. Even to this day, when I type on my laptop, I use fucking two fingers. That's it. Man, yeah, and I and I I still write you about that too because I was like, aren't you trying to write a novel? And you're like, yep, click, click, yep. click, 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 click. click, click. <laughs> like, yeah, 
And I was like, I'm like 200 pages <laughs> into a novel, and you're like, how are you using two fucking fingers? I'm like, I don't understand how I fucking type, bitch. <laughs> like, how, though? Use your other fingers. They're there. I'm like, and then I like, need to. And then you're like, fuck you. It's how Stephen King writes. <laughs> if it's good enough for him, it's good enough for me. <laughs> not, That's how I say Not when he's on cocaine. No, no, <laughs> then he uses both uh-huh. fingers. Both <laughs> ten finger Larry, then. <laughs> yeah, I gotta write Cujo. Cujo, Cujo, Cujo. Ching! <laughs> <laughs> right, so done. With that, with that being said, uh, it's time to talk about the movie tonight Bubba the Redneck Werewolf from 2014. Monkey, this is your pick. Give us a synopsis, what you thought, and let's kick this thing off, man. Woo! All right, all right, okay, so, uh, all right, backstory. So, um, a couple minutes here. All right, so, years 2005, everyone's favorite psychotic Simeon was asked uh, if I'd be interested in going to a con as a guest artist for this indie comic book company that needed a seat filled at a table. So I asked where the con was, and it was at fucking Wizard World Philly. All right, this is, like, the biggest con I would be attending mm-hmm. so far in my life, like, as an artist. So, fuck yeah, I was in. <clears throat> I, like, you know, I, I was uh, 30 years old. I was determined I was going to set the world on fire with my fucking artwork. You know, I was – so I'm just going in and checking into the con on day one, and, I, like, I'm fucking blown away. I'm already seeing people like Kenny Baker, Peter Mayhew, David Prowse, Lou Ferrigno, fucking Seth, Seth Green, <laughs> and a bunch of other celebrities that, like, totally made me fucking geek out on the spot. I set up my shit at the table, and there I go, waiting for the world to come discover me. And I waited, and waited, <laughs> and waited. I just watched people just walk on by without even fucking turning their heads. Like, and I could see why. Like, looking through the lens of scrutinizing my artwork versus what everyone else had. Like, on day one, I, I learned that I still had a lot of shit to learn with my artwork. So that night we go to an indie comic after party and everyone is in this bar. We're taking up the entire bar and everyone's drinking and being rambunctious as fuck. Everybody except for one dude. (laughs) One dude that walks up with a cup of coffee in his hand and introduces himself as Mitch Hyman, comic book writer. (laughs) He said he was across the aisle from me at the con and asked if he could see some of my artwork. And because, again, you know, I'm there to set the world on fire with my artwork. Yeah, of course I had my fucking portfolio with me. (laughs) And he looked at my artwork, and he didn't critique my style or how my proportions were off, you know, like everybody else does when they're looking at your artwork. Instead, we sat there for two hours talking about panel directions, storyboarding, story movement through a page, and a bunch of other shit just about storytelling in your artwork. And this dude was the very first comic book professional to, like, take the time to ask, you know, talk to me, ask me about my artwork, and I'm never going to fucking forget that. Um, you know, that this dude was the very first professional that took time out of his time to talk to me and help me with shit. Next two days, I learned how much fun it can just be at a big con on the other side of the table. Well, you know exactly what I fucking mean. Like, you know, you, you've been there. It's your table, your rules. You can make it so much fun. 
<laughs> and the friendships you make with the people that, you know, also work the circuit, you know, we, we talked about it. It's like, you know, we're all a bunch of fucked up, screwed up gypsies all traveling together from town to town, you know. And once you've been there, you never want to go back to being on the other side of the table at a con again. But no, I go to check out <laughs> – yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is, man. It's like once you've been on one side – it's really fucking hard to go back to you know being in the middle of the aisle, you know, instead of getting that all access shit. But yeah, so the next day I go to check out Mitch's booth, and he introduces me to his column book, Bubba, the fucking redneck werewolf, which was a which is a story about a lonely janitor at a doll catcher kennel. <clears throat> Excuse me. In the town of Broken Taint and Cracker County, Florida. For all of his life, he's been the joke of the town. That is until a dark force comes to town of Broken Taint and makes a deal with Bubba. A deal that may very well bring about the end of the world. But before any of that goes down, he's just got to save his bar. Now, for me, of course, I love this movie just because. I've been there and seen the process of what Mitch went through throughout the years to turn this into a film. Like, he was a DJ. He uh, wrote for Cracked Magazine. He wrote five novels. He's also a co-owner of a custom hot rod shop. The the man never stops working. Also, he could make the sheer stupidness of this comic into a movie. A movie that's turned into international DVD releases – Branded Bubba hats, line, a line of hot sauces, but what he's especially proud of is his super, super, super dark roast Bubba the Redneck coffee. Because, yeah, that motherfucker loves his coffee. <laughs> Does this movie have issues? Fuck yes, this movie has issues. Like, production-wise, this movie is, you know, bad. Effects-wise, it's bad, you know. But that's also why I'm excited. Like, now that it's become a movie, he is now trying to turn this into a series. And I'm really interested to see what he can do with this, with a higher budget, better effects, you know, just so he can keep telling this stupid story about a bunch of fucking rednecks in the middle of fucking Florida. But that's what I think. Guys, (laughs) I know. (laughs) What do you think? Uh, Ghoul, what do you think about Bubba the Redneck Werewolf? Well, see, now I feel bad. I don't want to, like, you know. No, I, I, know I, I, <laughs> no. No, I know it's bad. I know it's bad. Like, I've wanted to pick this forever, but at the same time was reserved about it. But at the same time, this is my only experience to say, I actually know someone who made a horror movie, kind of. You know, you guys oh, know people no. that, I, I, I all the time that have worked on like, stuff, listen, you know. <laughs> what did I fucking give us the last time? 306 fucking Mockingbird Lane or whatever the fucking movie was called. Um, you know, there six were plenty six, of times six, during this film that I'm like, man, monkey, what'd you do? But, you know, ultimately, <laughs> the film, while bad, it it suffers from production value is what it really is. And it's one of those films that I can at least look at and say, hey, you know what? If you've got maybe a couple of writers who are like actual comic writers, I don't mean comic book, I mean comedians, 
and and maybe a couple of dollars to put into the special effects budget, you actually do have something here that could be made into a better series um, or movie. Uh, Max, hey, you know what? You guys look like you're hurting for original fucking material, so why, why don't you give Mitch a call? <laughs> um, you know, like this, this would be like the perfect thing. It, what, what really got me, because, again, the movie itself, I came away and I was just like, eh, whatever. But then at the end of the film, you see some of the comic book work for it. And that looks so good. And it looked like that I could see, like looking at that, I was like, no shit. Now I see why somebody would want to make this into a movie. Uh, I just wish they would have been able to accomplish that instead of like a $5 fucking mask from like, you know, I don't know, Party City or yeah. whatever. And, uh, you know, a couple flannels and shit. The, 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 the movie was okay at times. There was stuff that, that made me laugh, but, but never that hard. You know, like, I don't know. It's to throw some fucking Republican humor in for this because it's in Florida, and, and I think you got something here. Who are you, King? How'd you feel All right, about King. It? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I I didn't mind it so much. Like, I didn't hate it. You know, I mean, I, it did have its faults. Like, you know, it's a low-budget, independent movie. It's a comedy. Um, I definitely thought that <clears throat> Mitch as a Devil was fun. Like, I loved seeing him in, in his part. I thought he was, like, the best part of the movie was how he acted as a devil, you know, and getting these people to sign their souls away and just taking everything from them. Um, you know, the the plot is fine. I mean, it's a, a quick movie. I thought it could be a little bit shorter than it was. Uh, they, they could have trimmed a little bit of it, but I felt like a lot of the scenes that they had towards the end were, like, filler, where it's like, eh, we got to get to, like, an hour and 17. How are we going to do it? We'll just put some filler in there. And I felt like that was kind of the thing that kind of drew me away from it. But, like, it wasn't terrible. Like, I, I found myself kind of laughing at some of the things. But, um, you know, overall, like I said, like, Mitch Hyman, you know, making a comic book, getting it made, I think that's the best thing about it is that, you know, this guy had a vision. He made his comic book. He got to see it being made and internationally known. Like you said, there's hats and hot sauce and things like that. I mean, I think that's great, you know, if a guy can make it big like that. Like I said about David Milioni with Terrifier. I'm not a fan of Terrifier, but the guy made big. You know, and people like it, and people appreciate it. So with Bubba the Redneck Werewolf, it's the same thing. Um, <clears throat> so let's get into the movie. Uh, it begins with a fortune teller. She's sensing darkness and a great evil that's on its way to their little town. We then cut to Barkham Asylum, dogbound. A man with a bucket shows up, as the fortune teller tells us that the evil is focused on one man. The fortune teller's daughter asks her who this man is, and she's told that it's hard to say but this man is shrouded in many shadows. He's a man of destiny. And then we cut back to this man, Bubba, now inside the pound, excitedly asking the dogs, who wants some vittles? And this daughter has seen better men. So then we cut back into the pound, and Bubba is taking care of the animals and accidentally lays down in the pile of dog shit, but it's not the first time this has happened. He decides to call it a night and head over to the rusty bombshell to both get drunk and win over his lover, Bobby Joe. Unfortunately, she's not there. Oh, she's at a triple A meeting. <laughs> <laughs> she's currently at a triple A meeting, which means she's making out with a dude named Dwight in her car. So Bubba drinks down his beer and heads out into the parking lot, punching and cursing at a car that he thinks is Dwight's, but it isn't. Bobby Joe emerges from another car and tells him that he's wasting his life and she's moved on. Bubba says that he would do anything for her, and as lightning strikes in the background of the sky, he says he would even sell his soul for her. 
Dwight then tells him to leave and ends up knocking out Bubba with one lucky punch. So then we cut back to the rusty bombshell. <clears throat> Bubba is recovering from the one punch as he once again says he'd do anything to get Bobby Joe back, and that's when the bar begins to shake as a man enters the bar. Why, it's the devil himself. After buying him a shot, he asks what would make Bubba happy. He tells the devil that he wants to be strong and powerful, a macho man that's full of hair. He wants to be loved, and people will feel protected by him. So the devil fills out a contract and promises him everything, including a four-sliced toaster and a smokeless ashtray and a vegetable peeler, but he waited too long, the vegetable peeler is off the table. All Bubba has to do is sign the contract, which he quickly does. So later that night, an evil dead-like force slams into Bubba's house. The next morning, Bubba wakes up, and he finds that he's become a werewolf. He stabs himself in the hand to prove that he's dreaming, but it soon hurts, and yeah, he's a real deal redneck werewolf. Bubba's beyond ecstatic at the turn of events, and he's probably worried about the pentagram on his hand, but nah, I'm not worried about that right now. It's never going to come up again. Bubba dresses up and heads to his ship at Barkham Asylum. He presumably kills his boss and then frees all the animals as he howls at the moon, but no, he didn't kill her, just locks her in a cage. So no death for her. He saves her, just locks her in, let her know how the animals feel. So the devil decides to stick around in town and have some fun, including tricking people into going to a Michael Bay festival, instead it's a really foreign film festival, turning a gun club into a book club, stealing candy from a baby, a young buffet and a Jimmy Buffett show, making the nun come really fucking hard. And he also gives the baby he stole the candy from a flask of whiskey, which the mom turns out to be really cool with. So he just caused all sorts of... <laughs> yeah, dude, here, here we have a shot of Andy G as a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. Blood, blood, blood. <laughs> and I love the, the nun as she's like, you know, getting touched by all these hands of the devil. And then she just makes out with the first guy that she sees. <laughs> and you see the brother Frankenstein tattoo in the lower back. Like, independent actresses, man. <laughs> you got to love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you got yeah. that big, huge back, <laughs> back tattoo of Frankenstein and Bride. <laughs> yeah. So back at the Rusty Bombshell, Buck, uh, Bubba the Redneck Werewolf shows up, and the bartender doesn't seem to mind that he's now a werewolf. She gives him the core of light, but he can't drink a silver bullet. So he'll settle for a <laughs> He is shocked that no one seems to notice that he's changed. That pisses him off, and it made him hungry. Luckily, the bartender gave him a few plates of chicken wings, and he just can't get enough. He's eating plate after plate of these wings. And I do love the joke that they had where it seems like he killed her, but she's like, no, I'm just showing you what I can do as a cheerleader. And she's doing a little split in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> you know, got a laugh. And that's how I made a team back when I was a cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So two men arrive at the bar to rob it. They shoot Bubba, which has no effect on him. Bubba confronts them, tearing out the eyes of one. After the other man pisses himself, Bubba rips off his arm. Using that exact same arm to knock off the now blinded robber's head, Bubba is still hungry, but now he's hungry for human flesh. So he decides to have a little meal of these robbers. <laughs> Oh, man, Bubba, we got to clean you this up, man. <laughs> all right. Yeah, and then we start having all of the really bad redneck accents coming throughout the thing. Because, again, it's just based on, you know, cr- cracking on right, right-wing right Republicans in Florida where Mitch lives. 
<laughs> and I, I enjoyed it. Um, but meanwhile, we cut over to Griffith Pete's backroom meets. The devil is trying to make another deal. The owner agrees to a deal that will give him another hand so he can play with his balls while he jerks off. A third hand does eventually appear, but it's on the man's head. He excitedly grabs a bucket of lard and heads into the back, but unfortunately he can't reach his balls. No! You screwed me, devil. You screwed me. Bummer. He can't do it. And then back at the rusty bombshell, the bodies of the robbers are cleaned up and tossed into the dumpster. Bobby Joe shows up with Dwight, much to Bubba's chagrin. Bobby Joe sees Bubba, but doesn't recognize him. The bartender tells him that it's Bubba. He just has a beard now. And then Bubba does a bunch of Hulk Hogan poses, flexing for her. And Bubba Joe is like, oh, hell yeah. And he's just doing all the poses in the world to get her to get attracted to him again. And of course she is. So Bubba's friend Cletus and the bartender tell Dwight and Bobby Joe about how Bubba took care of those two robbers. But Dwight isn't too impressed. Bubba punches Dwight in the face with a spray of blood, and that eventually causes Bobby Joe to be like, oh, I'm so in love with you now. I want to get back with you, Bubba. So now they're a real pair. Outside, he tells her that he sold his soul to the devil for her, and Bobby Joe's like, you would do that for me? Oh, my God. He's like, yeah, I will. And she's like, is everything big on you? He's like, why don't you unbutton it to find out? She's like, oh, my God. It is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they presumably get it on and they later walk back into the rusty bombshell and announce that they're getting married no one cares in the least until the bartender tells them that everybody that congratulates them will get the next drink free and they're like hell yeah Woo! yeah Bobby Joe Bobby got it yeah like, but they offer you, Bobby you. Joe's <laughs> they offer Bobby Joe a seat and she's like no I'm good right now <laughs> Can't really sit down yeah, right I can't now. Can't sit down right now. <laughs> For a couple of days. <laughs> so eventually, we see that the lights go out in the bar, and the townsfolk that were affected by the devil appear, including Greasy Pete and the third arm, and then one guy with his fucking gigantic, greasy, disgusting balls. He's like, "My balls!" <laughs> They're just gigantic <laughs> in his fucking sweatpants, and like, "Oh God, that's disgusting, man! <laughs> What'd you do?" <laughs> this is big now, man. I can't figure it out. <laughs> they're all just fucking disgusted by these gigantic balls, and they're all mad at Bubba because they were all cursed. While Bubba is like having a great time being a werewolf and getting to score by the Wait, show. Oh, you can see my actors too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, the guy from the car accident from earlier, he's all upset, and the fucking kid, they're all just very pissed at Bubba. But he's getting what he wanted, and they're all fucked over. So this group of people. But yeah, but the dad, the, but bar, the, the, so. dad, the dad is pissed off because the mom had like wished her family back, and he's like, the dad had died in the accident. He's like, great, now I got to deal with the fucking kids again. You know, they weren't out for me at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so this group of people aren't leaving the bar until he saves them. So Bubba needs to kill the devil and destroy the contracts that they signed. And then out of fucking nowhere, this guy named Biker Bob shows up and tells Bubba to find a guy named Todd Who. Yeah. As he wants to save the bar. And all yeah. people went, okay, so I was going to I was gonna cut to you, Monkey, because who the fuck is Biker Bob? Okay, Biker Bob, the master of the two-stroke engine, all right? That is <laughs> yeah. considered the, the local wise man. He only shows up like once every cu- couple of issues. 
you know, and he just shows up out of nowhere, and he always shows up, like, on, like, something that's got a two-stroke engine because he is the master of the two-stroke engine and can fix anything as a two-stroke engine. So that's why, you know, later when he shows up on a riding lawnmower, that's why, okay? But he is, like, the local wise man, <laughs> Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I, I never read I the comic, obviously. So like I like Whistler, you know what I mean? Or or any number of those, like, I'm going to drop in and have fucking all kinds of, like, knowledge, and I'm a badass, but you're not going to see me all that much, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I took it as. I was like, I just, like I said, I've never read the comic book, so I was like, okay, obviously this guy has knowledge. But um, So Bobby Joe encourages him to save the people. They share a kiss, and it goes on a little bit too long for the people's taste. Returning to his home, Bubba heads into his place to arm up, but ends up finding a bottle of whiskey, which he drinks until he passes out, waking up to the sound of someone knocking on his door. <laughs> it's his third cousin removed, asking him, we have to go, man. You've got to arm up because we've got an apocalypse. It's a zombie apocalypse, man. And he's like, oh, hell yeah. Like, Let's fucking go. <laughs> so Bubba Clovis. Yeah. And, yeah, it's uh, Cletus, uh, Bubba, Clovis, the cousin, and another friend going out to find the zombie apocalypse. And that's when they go out to a field and see zombies walking around. And they're like, you got to shoot them in the head, man. So they all start shooting <laughs> at the zombies and knocking them out. And as Cletus accidentally shoots himself in the foot, Biker Bob shows up again to help them kill the zombies. Biker Bob then tells them they weren't killing zombies, but high as hell college kids looking for mushrooms. So Bubba decides to shoot one of them in the leg, and he goes, oh, my God, my leg, and he falls to the ground. And then when Bubba tells his friend that they were shooting college kids, he shoots college kids, and he blows off one of their heads. So he doesn't like college. Then it, that was a moment that I fucking laughed. I had to pause it because I was laughing. Not so him liberal. <laughs> smart. College kids. <laughs> you, just, you, you just killed an innocent fucking college kid. He doesn't seem to care. Um so back at his house, Bobby Joe seduces Bubba into having sex, but he has to leave to find Todd, who? He points signs around town, searching for Todd, who? Searching the phone book and the Internet, but only finds women and dog porn, which he enjoys and now is a werewolf. Outside of a cookie mark, Bubba meets a homeless man and tells him to give him a dollar. They'll tell him where to find Todd, who? And then we get our who's on first routine. Todd, who? Todd left. Todd, right? I'm Todd, who? Todd, what? And that when Bubba just gets fucking tired and punches the fist with the homeless man's head, killing him. I was like, thank you, Bubba. Thank you for ending this fucking segment. I was like, all right, end it. Um, later, frustrated with the search, Bubba decides to go fishing, bowling, play video games, and maybe have some phones frisbee. He just cannot figure out what time who it is. So he just decides to do everything else except that. And again, you got to laugh out of me because he's just being fucking lazy. You just need to find this fucking guy, and that's it. But it's Bubba. <laughs> He's not a man of action. Yeah, but, but after he punches, after after he punches his head, you know, or he, after he punches through the head of the homeless man, homeless man falls down, and then you see his name tag, and it says Todd Who. <laughs> see, I didn't catch that. Oh, I yeah. Totally so, didn't so, that. so he, so Bubba killed yeah, Todd so he who. killed. Todd I was who. wondering why nothing ever yeah. came from that. <laughs> I didn't get it either, so yeah, thank you, Muggy, because I didn't get that either. <clears throat> I just thought it was a random fucking homeless guy. <laughs> I didn't think it was Todd Who. 
that could tell them where to find the devil. So that's awesome. Um, but then after that happens, we cut back to the devil, and he's now hosting the show, The Price is Souls, offering everyone contracts to give them whatever they want. And then we cut back to the bar where Bobby Joe is distraught as the bar continues to fill up with people that are selling their souls for things in exchange. The bartender then sees in a pentagram on Bubba's palm and tells him to go see the fortune teller from earlier. She'll know what to do. She's also got a hot daughter, so Bobby Joe is like, I'll go with you, Bubba, because I don't want you hooking up with yeah, daughter. Yeah, because at, right. at first he doesn't want to go, but then she's like, yeah, but you know, she's got a smoking hot daughter, and then Bubba's like, well, I guess I better go for the bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if I have to, I'll, just, I'll go. I'll go for the team. Take one for the team. <laughs> <laughs> So once they get to the fortune teller, she asks Bubba to give her his palm, and when he does, she begins choking up and spits up all over his palm. Apparently the drool brings the spirits. She saw the devil getting souls while the people get nothing in return. She also saw Bubba. He's the one that brought the devil in town in the first place and cursed everyone. He then tells her that he got the toaster from the devil and the smokeless ashtray, but not the vegetable peeler because it wasn't enough time. And then that's when she tells him Which that there's a loophole. Which I have. <laughs> You have the vegetable peeler Oddly enough, when the uh, Diva and I were first dating, she actually bought me that style vegetable peeler. <laughs> <laughs> From Bubba the Redneck Werewolf? Not intentionally. I did it's love just, the toaster. It's a really good peeler. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> So she tells Bubba that there is a loophole in his contract and that the hero of heroes needs to do what needs to be done when she vomits up all over the table. He has to return to where it all began and remember that every deal has an escape clause. And he's like, man, that was fucking disgusting. Bubba Joe's like, yeah, I'm never going back to there again. He's like, hell yeah. So they go back to the bar <laughs> where the devil is fucking waiting for him. So at the bar, Cletus is talking to the devil who says he'll give him erections no more bunions and some balls that will do him fucking great things. But he's like, but, but, but it won't do me any good. <laughs> I lost <laughs> it. I lost my drive, you know, because, you know, <laughs> Gould's favorite part here about, you know, losing testicles in Vietnam. <laughs> and then he asks Bubba's uh, first cousin, Clovis, and Clovis tells the devil he can go for a beer, and the devil obliges okay. only for Bubba to show up and shoot the glass. You want ice cold beer. (laughs) But that's what had me laughing because the devil is going around asking everybody what they want, but it's like, I don't want anything. (laughs) The devil's like, what do you want? I don't know. Fucking, they go to sleep. (laughs) You know, like, you know, it's like, that's the guy that I would be. Come on, Andy, what do you want? Anything in the world. Like, I just want to go home. I want to take it. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I just want a good, solid 20-minute nap. All right, yours. <laughs> you know? So uh, I love Clovis asking for the beer. Um, but that's when the devil agrees to fight Bubba and asks him how they should proceed. Bubba chooses to play in the quarters. If Bubba wins, everybody goes back to normal. If the devil wins, he gets to marry Cletus. And Cletus is like, what? Oh, man. He's like, oh, man, your honeymoon's going to be fucking lit, man. He's like, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you better win this or clean this cornhole. <laughs> it's going to be the devil's. 
so the two sit down at a table and play quarters with the garage made moonshine, and the devil has also brought his own booze. The devil seems to be better at quarters than Bubba, but it soon becomes pretty evenly matched. The moonshine runs out, so the devil brings out his own booze, and Bubba begins to miss because of the spirits in the devil's booze. But then eventually, Bubba eventually kicks the devil's shin, which causes him to fall to the floor, eventually winning the game. And he's like, you fucking cheat. He's like, I didn't cheat, man. I'm like, I just, I just, you know, you fell. <laughs> I didn't cheat, man. I, I'm still here. <laughs> no, I didn't see him kick him in the shin. I saw him, like, reach no, over, he, and he kind of, like, he, like, nudged him over. Yeah, it's he, he, Bubba had gotten to the point where he was so drunk, you know, that he started mumbling, you know, I love you guys, man, and especially I love you, devil. You know, we could be buddies, you know, and the and Satan was leaning back in his chair because he was cocky, and then he smacked him on the shoulder, you know. So, yeah, it was, like, considered, like, a fist bump, according to the the barmaid, and therefore completely legal in quarters. So, yeah. But, <laughs> need, yeah, see, I thought say, it was a kick to the he, shin. I thought he literally kicked him in the foot and he fell over. So that's what I saw. I no, like, no, he, he just patted him on the shoulder. Okay, so yeah, I, I took it differently. I thought he literally kicked him in the shin. He's like, what the fuck? And I fell over. He pushed me. <laughs> um, so the devil gets pissed that he lost. And when Bubba says they need to fight, the devil pushes Bubba across the room. And in that moment, Bobby Joe sells her soul to the devil for Bubba. And that's when he hears the fortune teller telling him about the escape clause. She's like, didn't you fucking hear me about the escape clause? You dumb shit. <laughs> like, I've been telling you the entire time. He's like, oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah, man. Escape clause. Thanks. God, this fucking asshole. <laughs> you know? So in order for things to return to normal... They have to guess the devil's names. They all guess incorrectly, including calling him Mitch, where he's like, what the fuck person will call a name Mitch? Like, you know, the oh, Mitch Simon. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> what parent would name their kid Mitch? You know, like, that's a nice fucking fallback to him. Like, I, I laughed at that. I remember you telling me that his name was Mitch, and I'm like, that's nice. But they, they cannot figure out what his fucking name is until Biker Bob shows up. And guesses correctly, uh, monkey. I don't know if you remember the name. I couldn't. My notes. Yeah, so I dude, I is. can't remember that long fucking name. Like, it was like <laughs> fucking John Jingle, Jingleheimer, Schmidt shit. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, like, I don't know. Like, that's my name, name like, too. I always, go <laughs> I always go back to you can't do that on te television, man. It's like Kevin Yanovic Rasputin Kubitschewski. <laughs> yeah, because I wanted to I put in my notes to guess the correct name, but it was so fucking long. My like, fuck it, I don't care. <laughs> Biker Bob is <laughs> named correctly, and it sends the devil back to hell. So Bubba could go over to the ashes and the remains of the devil and pick up the contracts, pocketing his own, and then giving everybody else back the contracts that they signed so they'll come back. It's Blatterick Rasputinstein the third junior. <laughs> wow. There you okay. go. You got it. <laughs> you know, and I... I love the fact that he gives everybody back the contract. Never comes from me. <laughs> yeah, um, except his name will be Steve if he comes for you. That's not my name. My name is Steve. Like, oh shit! <laughs> I thought I got it from Bubba the Redneck Werewolf. Um, but everybody goes back to normal. That's only if it's a Thursday and I jerk them off. All right, true. <laughs> then his name is Susan. Um, but everybody goes back to normal except for the guy with the gigantic balls, who's like. I'm fine. He's like, no, you still got gigantic balls. For some reason, 
he doesn't go back to normal, so it makes you wonder if he has elephantitis and just never sold anything to the devil. He just has gigantic bones. Well, no, that's, well, again, that's the thing. When we first see him with his giant balls, everybody's looking at his balls. But he goes, oh, you all can see my acne, too. The devil gave him zits. Not gigantic balls. Everybody gets their contract (laughs) back. They tear it up, and that's why they lose it. If you notice, when when he runs off with his giant balls, he doesn't have pimples on his face anymore. (laughs) <laughs> True, he doesn't. He just still has the gigantic balls. <laughs> it's just, I was like, oh man, this guy still has gigantic balls. But yeah, I got to laugh out of that. But anyway, later that My night, name Bubba and Bobby Joe. <laughs> and I got big balls. I got gigantic <laughs> balls. <laughs> I want to dip womp, my womp, balls womp. in it. <laughs> you never saw American Pie too, Mickey? Yeah, I was talking about the the old MTV show, The State. Oh yeah, no, but because you always had to do that, wanted to tip his balls and everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Ghoul had American Pie too with fucking Jim playing the fucking guy with gigantic balls. I'm Petey, and I got gigantic balls playing the fucking trombone (laughs) at the bank. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a very Uh, special boy. <laughs> so later that night, Bubba and Bobby Joe are sitting together, and she's proud that he stood up for her himself in the town. And then she asks him to do the thing again, and he's like, "Oh man, baby, but I'm tired." And she's like, "Come on, do that thing." So he decides to do the thing, which is howling at the moon, which she joins him in. As we cut back to the fortune teller, seeing yet another vision of darkness, but it's just gas this time. As we cut to the credits. Yep. And uh, like the ghoul was saying earlier about the covers and uh, shit like that for Bubba the Redding World, they're fucking great. Like, I really enjoyed that ending credit sequence. Like, actually getting to see the actual artwork mm. for Bubba the Redding World. I'm like, where was that in this movie? <laughs> it was great. Yeah, again, again, lacking budget because, again, in the comic book, Bubba is way fucking bigger and meaner, you know, always going around with the. A cigar hanging out of his mouth and just going around and causing trouble and doesn't give a fuck what he's doing to people. You know, this is like just supposed to be the origin story of Bubba, but then after he is established and then in the books, he just goes around just ca- causing havoc wherever he wants to as just a big obnoxious werewolf. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed the artwork. Like, it was very fucking cool to see the artwork, and of course, like we talked about, low budget, you can't really afford a lot of those effects to make, you know, Bubba uh, seem the way he was, and I was actually surprised that they were played by two different characters, uh, actors, rather, and you had Bubba in his human form, and then Bubba in the uh, werewolf form, I thought they were played by the same people, oh, you really what? don't need to have two actors. No shit. I didn't know that either. Yeah, because they had Bubba in human form and then Bubba the redneck werewolf. And I was like, wow, that's actually two different people. I was like, I just figured they just put him in werewolf makeup in the mask. But that's no, two different people. Well, a lot of – it's because also th- things are going down where, you know, the one actor couldn't handle being in the suit and all that kind of stuff. Because, mm. again, low budget, you shoot when you can. Also, when you're low budget, you want to sit there and shoot when you have the most hours, which means shooting in the summertime, which means – trying to shoot in Florida 
in the summertime, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. and, you know, and they were doing a lot of the shooting in a v- VFW that had been loaned to them and stuff like that. The, that's where mm-hmm. the bar was. But still, though, it's like it was sweltering hot. Everyone was fucking miserable during this, you know, this shoot. You know, e- even the indoor shots were still hot as fuck just because, again, it was fucking Florida. You, you had all the extra lighting in there and shit like that. And, yeah, it was just fucking miserable. <laughs> but, yeah, again, like I said, it, it might not be the best movie, but I thought that Mitch Hyman as a devil was great. Like, I actually liked his scene. Like, he was just eating it up as a devil, you know, walking around town, you know, turning people into things, you know, especially when he was hitting up on the nun, shit like that. He was like, oh, oh God, oh, God. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, yeah. you know. Yeah, was, I, was, I, I loved Mitch as, as the devil in this film. Um, yeah, unfor- you know, unfortunately, because things were so fucking miserable in the bar and stuff like that, you know, like the only way he was able to get people to stay for long enough to shoot and shit like that was like, look, just fucking stay. We'll do the shoot and all that kind of stuff. And free beer the entire time you're here in the bar. <laughs> just free fucking beer, you know, so, oh, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like well, a little bit <laughs> I mean, look at back when the girl and I were in the pretty fine things in the party sequence. That got us to say free beer. <laughs> you know, like, we'll be here all night. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, but yeah. the bitch but the bitch was because everyone was like by the end of shooting and all that kind of shit, you know, and everyone was fucking tired. Everyone was miserable. Everyone was fucking drunk as hell when they had actually called, you know cut on the film, you know, like, that's a wrap, all right, everyone was, like, so fucking hammered by the end of the night and all that, like, all of the accessories and shit that were in the movie, like, all the props and all that kind of shit, they, everyone took off with them, so the dude with the extra hand took off with the fucking hand, the dude with the big balls took his fucking (laughs) huge balls, you know, (laughs) the, the, the dirty nun actually took the nun outfit, you know, so he was like, I have no actual fucking props from my movie, you know, yeah, the only thing he has left is, uh, you know, the, the actual the actual Bubba mask and the original hat, you know, but everything else, you know, and I was like, well, dude, that's what you get, man. We're sitting there shooting a film, getting everyone drunk as fuck, and then making them miserable as hell, and then, yeah, they're going to do something. That's how you didn't pay him, well. did you? And he's like, no. They were extras. They knew the pain. I mean, that's like when Romero did Dawn of the Dead back in 78 when he was filming inside Monroeville Mall. He hired a bunch of extras, was not really paying them anything, and they would just get drunk and they would find these like golf carts they could drive around the mall with and they were taking pictures and then sticking them in like the photo booths and shit like that. They were scaring people. Like, he was like, I don't know, I'm not paying him anything. We'll get IMDb credits. (laughs) <laughs> yep, that's all it is. IMDb credits. You know, the ghoul and I have a couple. <laughs> you know, it's it's fun to have them. It, it's like I said, I I love indie horror and indie comedies and stuff like that. So like I said, I didn't have a horrible time. Like I could see what they were trying to do, and it was it was good. You know, and I'm hoping maybe if he gets more money, eventually one day he can make a proper Bubba the Redneck Werewolf movie. But but that being said, uh, ghoul, next week it is your pick. What are we talking about? You know, man, I uh, I really didn't have any clue. 
uh, at all. I, I kept meaning to, like, think about what I wanted to do and a couple things I bandied about, but ultimately I think I'm just going to make the decision now. Uh, all right. I'm gonna, Evil I'm gonna do what the monkey. I, I'm gonna, no, I'm, I'm gonna do what the monkey really loves. Okay, we're gonna go to Japan, and <laughs> and they've they've made a couple of mangas, you know, into into films. Unfortunately, when they do this, they tend to make them really long. So some of them are two part movies, but I'm not gonna make everybody watch four hours worth of one movie. No, 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 no. Instead, we're just going to watch part two of the movie. So it's up to you <laughs> if you want to watch part one of the movie and find you out what's going on in the story. Don't you hate me, monkey? Don't you? So we're going to go. We're going to go and have some fun, and we're going to go visit the assassination classroom, part two. The assa- okay. Okay. Never, never <laughs> the heard of this one. Classroom Part Two. Wait, did we already? Did we already cover this <laughs> with the D's last pick? <laughs> didn't we? Uh, you have to let me know where I can find it. <laughs> I, I will do my best, and, and if there is any trouble with that, then obviously we will uh, we will audible and make a different pick. But I will I will see if I can find it for you guys. Yes, the only thing I found was a Wikipedia page. So, the only thing I found was a Wikipedia page, Assassination Classroom Season 2. So, that's all I know. Not Season 2. Not Season 2. Assassination <clears throat> Classroom, the movie, Part 2. Because it is the an, an animated series as well. You want the movie. You want the live-action film. Yeah, you're definitely going to have to let us know where we could see this, because I'm not finding it anywhere. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> I want to ask I shall find myself. it. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe you'll like it. <laughs> so, okay. So, I'll as of right I'll now, I'll, I'll, even take... give, I'll even give you what the audible will be. If we cannot find Assassination Classroom Part 2, we will do Blade 3. Okay, the unrated edition. Blade? Oh, God. Why do you want to go Blade 2? If you're going to do part two, is why you go play two? Well, well, it's his pick. Let him do what he wants to do. I'm just questioning. I'm just questioning. Okay. All right, all right. But first we're going to do Assassination Classroom, the movie, part two. If we can't find that, then it'll be Blade 3. All right, but yeah, we're It'll be Blade Trinity. Either way. So, okay. As of right now. Blade Trinity. So we are up in the air right now. We could do either one or either way. It's going to be the ghoul's pick. Either way, we're going to talk about it. So as for this episode, Mucky, thank you so much for your pick of Bubba the Redneck Werewolf, and we'll see you back here next week. All right. Thanks for listening to tonight's episode, everybody, <laughs> and thanks for letting me come in your ear. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Ghoul, uh, I don't know what your pick is going to be next week, but I'm looking forward to it. And we'll see you back here next week. Why don't you go ahead and sign yourself off? We'll figure it out next week. Bye next week. (laughs) But uh, as far as this week goes, actually, you know, again, Monkey, regardless of my thoughts on the quality of the film, really, thank you for the little window into the life of the monkey uh, well before I knew the monkey. So I I thought that was actually the most interesting part of the entire film. Okay. It was fun. 
But stay scared, everybody. Oh, I know. Look, I can be nice sometimes, motherfuckers. You can. <laughs> <laughs> and as for me, as always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the show. Hail Satan, hail Odorous, hail yourselves. Keep watching horror movies. Keep America strong. We'll see you back here next week. We're not what we're going to talk about. Maybe it's Assassination Classroom 2. Maybe it's Blade Trinity. Either way, we're going to have an episode, and we can't wait to see you back here next week for that. So stay tuned. We love you. Enjoy your weekend.